Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. I'm Michael Finkley. Today is Friday, August 14th, 2020. Yes, we made it to Friday. So, y'all, the weekend is upon us. So, do something. All right, do something for yourself. Me, I'm going to get my hair cut this weekend. I'm going to church on Sunday. And I'm going to hang out with a friend um, as well. So, I think my weekend is full already I guess but it's gonna be like cool stuff I don't have to think about anything or anything so yeah I, I think that's right yeah <laughs> enjoy yourself enjoy yourself if you have not already please subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Michael Finkley show and click that bell for notification and you receive an email from us saying that we have new uploads on our channel so Please do that. Uh, so today, we, I love to eat, I love food, I love it too much. So, <laughs> we are um, going to interview and talk with um, the Burgess brothers, um, Jonathan and Matthew. And they have an amazing story, I tell you, dealing with food. Food is a very important um, part of their life and it brought them to this point, to this present day. So I'm telling you, you're in for a special treat, literally. And please stay with me on how to get free products from the Burgess Brothers as well. Okay? Promise you it's free for supply while supplies last and you get the tea right here on the Michael Finkley Show. But more to come. We'll be right back. Coming up, we chat with the Burgess Brothers. We'll be right back. On the next Michael Finkley, Monday, we chat with Christopher Morgan about his career, fatherhood, and the secrets to a long, happy marriage with his wife, Kim Fields. It's a show you don't want to miss on the next Michael Finkley. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Y'all, we have some special, awesome guests today. Streaming all the way from California. I'm telling you, these brothers are entrepreneurs and they, they know how to do it. I'm learning from them behind the scenes via their social media. So ladies and gentlemen, introducing the, the Burgess brothers, Jonathan and Matthew. Thank you so much for being on today. Hey, Michael, uh, thank you for having us. Uh, we, we truly appreciate it. It's an honor and a privilege to be on the show here with you. And I'm looking forward to whatever we dive into and just talk about tonight. We're gonna keep let's it 100, it. right? <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's get started, shall we? So, growing up as a twin, like how was life like that? How was life growing up as someone looking exactly like you? Because I know when I was younger, I told my mom, Mama, I want, a, I want a twin brother. She told me, baby, it's too late. She told me it's too late. But how was that growing up? See, I don't, I don't think you recognize. Well, actually, I've been first the, our whole life. I was born first, so I'm going to let my little brother speak. <laughs> you know, Mike, that's a, good, that's, a, that's a really good question. I don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I just don't. I can say there is never a dull moment. You were never bored because you always had somebody to play with, right? right? So growing up and, you know, you just did things together and you had somebody. For twins, I guess it's a normal thing because we, we don't see anything different, right? It's like, 
okay, this is cool. This is how life is. We couldn't imagine life just being without, right. you know, that other person. So for us, it, it was, it was the norm. It was pretty cool though. Like I said, we're never bored. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say that, you know, for, for those people that aren't twins, when I look at my brother, it's not like I'm looking at myself. I mean, you don't think of it like that. Like, Hey, I'm just looking at me. I'm, I'm looking at my brother. He just happens right. to look like me, but I don't think that, you know, mirror. So growing up, that was, you know, it just was what it was. And, uh, it's kind of cool. Cause everybody, uh, would always, you know, mom would have us in the stores. People, Oh, are they twins? Cause you no, know, we dressed just alike. Right. Um, my dad used to always, my dad was really upset because my mom dressed us alike as kids. So as we grew older, you know, most people want difference, right? You see, right. He wanted, he's in yellow, I'm in yellow. If he had green jeans, I had green jeans, same shoes, everything. And my dad's like, you know, I can't even, look, we can't even swap clothes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's thinking from an economic standpoint, which we're talking about, I understand it now. Dad, forgive me. I didn't know then, but I understand now the economics of what he was talking about when we wanted to wear the same exact thing mm-hmm. all the time. So. <laughs> I get you. Wow. And so name like a typical, a typical day growing up in that household of love. Well, what was the day like? Were you all mischievous? Were you nice? What, what, what were the Burgess brothers like? Look, man, we were the babies. So uh-huh. we're the youngest of six. Oh, y'all were spoiled. So, so mom and, I mean, everybody else would say we were spoiled, right? Mm-hmm. You know, babies don't get as many whippings. Um, you get away with more because your parents figure out what they're doing by the time they didn't had you, right? <laughs> um, and so, not mischievous. We did the things that most kids did. But what we did, what we had to do when you come from a big family, we like hid food. Like we would hide food, like tuck it away in the refrigerator so we'd make sure we ate. Um, mm-hmm. But aside from that, I mean, I don't think there's much mischief. Matt, what do you say? <laughs> I mean, some of the greatest memories that I have growing up is, is being in the kitchen cooking. You know, mm-hmm. mom taught us at a very early age um, how to start cooking. And so that was something that was just, you know, we grew up with and something that, again, it, it came back to, to really pan out and help and kind of rebuilding and building this legacy that we that we've been on so gotcha and i'm so glad you mentioned cooking because you all are doing something together as siblings as brothers as twins um that a lot of people as individuals they want to do but they they don't really know how to get started you started this awesome company um with you know food products and talk more about that how that even get started well, I mean, I always like to defer back to um, how we got started in the food business. The craziest thing we ever did, uh, um, we went on TV together, and it started out with a burger contest. Okay. we Yeah, we were in our respective professional uniforms. Um, me being law enforcement, John in his, you know, he had an axe and a water hose being a firefighter. And uh, it was a simple burger battle. But I won the darn battle. Now, he's going to tell me I won because I wore oh, a gun. Stop, 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 I won stop. the battle. I won the battle. And that's nope. all it is, hands down. That's the right you just don't like Michael. to admit that I'm the better cook, Mike. I'm just telling mute you, him. that's what happened, Mike. Mute that's him. What happened. Michael, mute him. Michael, <laughs> I just gotta ask you, I'm going to ask you one question. When you get pulled over, did your heart race? A little bit. You get pulled over, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, mine too, right? So he wore a gun belt to a burger battle. It's intimidating. That's how he won. Wait, huh? Officer, law enforcement, firefighter, right? I'm going just in my civvies. He's going to wear his gun belt, handcuffs, the whole thing to a burger battle. You could have left the gun belt at home. And then the judges, who they going to pick? Right. Person with the gun. I'm scared. Hello, hello. Um, is that true, Matthew? <laughs> Michael, that's that's not totally true, Michael. The truth of the matter is that I won the contest. That's the truth. Okay, that's did you, true. The, did you wear the gun belt? That was part of the uniform. Okay, there, there's your answer, Michael. Part of the uniform, Matthew. That can be intimidating. I'm just saying. Well, it depends on who's wearing that, right? And why would I come to intimidate anyone? Seriously. It doesn't matter who you are. In your mind. Hello. Exactly. In your mind. Right. I'm so, in the corner trying to I'm give it to him because I don't I want to live to get home. Listen, you know, I, I, plus I, I don't want to, you pull me over, you might remember. I, I, you know, you know, I picked you on that bird battle. Right? <laughs> I can't with y'all. I cannot. And you all have an awesome product now. It's awful. Did you say awful? No. Oh, okay. brother, I know you said chihuahua. Did you Cut say chihuahua? I did. Okay. The chihuahua. I did yes. say chihuahua. Okay. Yeah, you, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's I right. put respect on that because it's something that you worked hard for. Now talk to us about that because I'm hungry for it now. Man, I'll tell you what, the chihuahua, I, I got to give Matt the credit and the, and the R&D and the culinary side of our business. Mm -hmm. um, and really, one of the probably most innovative business strategy things he ever did was when we trademarked the name Chihuahua. But we took Grandma's cornbread mix, designed by Matthew, mm -hmm. um, put it in a waffle iron. Mm -hmm. Okay, can't do. You can't just use any cornbread mix in a waffle iron. It's not gonna work. Don't try to use that little blue box name Iffy. Do not do it, and it ain't gonna work. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might as well. My plans for the night. Exactly. No, yeah. Ruin your plans. Okay, a little plug. BurgessBrothers.com. Get our mix. Now, for free. Back to the topic. Back to the topic. So we put that cornbread mix in a waffle iron and then dusted it in cinnamon and sugar. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You talk about a true waffle? That's how we got the name. Trademark it. We own it. It's us now. Oh, and how long has this been in existence? Chihuahua has been in existence for about three years now. Okay, gotcha. And I see that you're doing very well. Matthew, we were talking about this early before we got started. You're doing very well thus far. Well, I mean, you know, I would say, yes, we are, we're, we're building, you know, we're, we're in that building stage and we are doing fairly well being that, um, and some people look at it and say, well, wow, where do these brothers come from? But they don't see the work behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. And everything that we've done and that we continue to do, it's part of the resume. And so it makes things a little bit easier once you launch something. And it helps if they can Google you or your brand and it comes up. But again, that takes time, right? Yeah. To build that yeah. platform um, and that branding, it, it's not done overnight. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I'll just add to that too, Michael. You know, I don't want to misinform anybody. And, you know, I, people don't realize um, the failures that go with success. And we've had a number of them. So, I mean, there's not enough time to talk about all of them. There are a few. And so that's another episode. But, you know, for any entrepreneur or person watching, just know that, you know, you don't get there. You don't get there the first go out, the first go around. So there's some failures that occur. And then the successes and you take them and you learn. For, as long as you don't give up and you keep learning, mm -hmm. that's where it goes. Definitely. Yeah. 
never stopping, never stopping. How did your family feel when you came to them and just say, hey, we're using grandma, using grandma recipe for this? Ooh, I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I, I didn't want to do it. He told me, he goes, oh man, he goes, we're gonna, we gonna uh, make this, we're gonna package the mix. I'm like, hold on, you're gonna package grandma's cornbread mix, why? Mm -hmm. uh, first, I wasn't feeling it at all. And I, I'll tell you what, I'm usually, I've got the mind for business normally. And for some reason or another, he, he says, he goes, look, he goes, I'm tired of our people, African-Americans primarily, right? Yeah. Creating the, some of the best products in the world and recipes and taking them to the grave yeah. and never profiting. And so I said, once he said that, I'm like, bingo, I got you. We're going to share this with the world. So he's right. He's absolutely right. You know, we do that as a, as a culture and a people. And I don't know where we got it from or why. But no, this stuff needs to be shared with the world. And so that's what we're on a mission to do now. Share with the world. Definitely. I love it. I love it. Because again, that's how, at times, our history can be lost. Our history can be lost because we're not sharing. We're not right. communicating yeah. properly. Um, even in myself, I know, I know of my, my mom's side of the family fully. But when it comes to my, um, well, my grandmother's side, but my grandfather's side, in which I have his last name, I'm like, uh, I need to learn more about the Finkley side of myself. So I definitely get it. Um, what's next? What, what's next? I know there's always something in here that's always going. So what's next for you all as brothers, as in, in your company? Man, okay, so what's next? There's a lot, there's a lot in the hopper right now. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. So I'd say probably most immediately next. Man, Matt, you want to tell them? Look, you want to just tell us next? Can we talk about it? I don't know. I don't know. We might not want to talk about all those things. Loose lips sink ships. Yes, yes, yes. Snitches get no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you can give me a, a sneak preview. You don't have to give it to me all. I Listen, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's next. We we got uh, something we're doing for the fourth quarter. Um, it might be. It looked like a little waffle machine. Mm -hmm. that you can do a single serving. Mm -hmm. and uh, a uh, just add water mix with it. But really, you know, with that, we're, we're looking for other, other entrepreneurs that we can kind of bring on and help them along the way. So if they've got a product that complements ours, we want to talk to, to them or you or whoever it is. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. Um, so when we come back, I want to talk with you all about your family history. Matthew, you shared a lot of information with me um, a few weeks ago about history and has entails into the state of California, but I want to learn more about that from you all, but more to come. We'll be right back. Next, the Burgess brothers tells us more about their unique family history. We'll be right back. Looking for a mentoring program for your young male between the age of six and 18 in Columbia, South Carolina. Well, look no further. Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program is the program for you. Under the leadership of Mr. Jamal Stroud, Big Homie, Little Homie is a 50C3 nonprofit organization that caters and mentors at-risk youth that come from single-parent homes. The organization caters to young males between the ages of 6 and 18 within the greater Columbia area. The organization is devoted to shaping and molding their life into great men of society. Big Homie Little Homie organizes 
male gatherings, discussions, and even educational assistance devoted to guiding and leading them into a positive light. Making a positive attitude will help in transforming a life regardless of what is experienced in life. For more information on Big Homie, Little Homie Mentoring Program, visit our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Show. We're still chatting with the Burgess brothers, all right, and they have some amazing things happening with them, but in, tr- in keeping their tradition of their families as well, um, they have some important history as well. So, uh, Matthew, can you talk more about that? Yeah, no, absolutely, um, and, and thanks for asking, Michael. Uh, you know, yeah. History has always played an uh, integral, important aspect in our lives, and that's something that our, our mom has always kept in the forefront and knowing our history. And we have such rich, rich history, and again, it goes back into building and rebuilding this legacy called Burgess. Um, during uh, the California Gold Rush in 1849, where it started at, um, 1850, we were fortunate enough to have our great-great-grandfather who was actually born in Mecklenburg, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, was brought to California, Coloma, okay, where gold was discovered. And he was brought as a slave. Um, he actually uh, worked um, in the gold fields, uh, in the gold mines. He was also a blacksmith, well-respected figure of the town. And he was able to actually discover gold but the beauty in all this is that he was able to read and write. There was education that he had. And so understanding when you're able to read and write or you have that education, it takes you to a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, and so ultimately, when we look at our history and where we started at in, in, in California uh, with this man who was actually a slave, mm-hmm. right? And his son was a slave. Um, our great-grandfather. Um, ultimately, we had three generations there in Coloma. And I'll let John talk to you a little bit about it because he did so much um, of the research, but it's something that's really um, we're passionate about. And it's, it's, it's a legacy where, you know, where we have ancestors that were working to build generational wealth. And unfortunately, because of the laws of the land, they weren't able to retain that wealth. But the beauty in it is that we have written documentation that puts this puzzle together. Love it. John, uh, yeah, Michael, so, so like Matthew said, I mean, great grandfather, great, great grandfather, they were both uh, incredible men and part of kind of who we are today when I look at all that they were doing, when it looks, you know, from gold mining to um, farming and then sharecropping, you know, allowing others to, to farm his land. But, um, like Matt said, we do have deeds that go back to 1879. And so a lot of people don't have that information and yeah. you know, to show you know, the property. And when, when we look at America, when we look at it today and we compare the Burgess family, now Matthew and I have done well for ourselves and hopefully we'll continue to, but when we look at our family compared to some of the other um, white American families that were here during the same time, when we look at our wealth compared to theirs and they still have farm farmland fifth generation farmers. Now I'm not saying I wanted to be a farmer, but um, 
we had the land, it may, it may have been a different trajectory. And I, farmers aren't doing too bad right now. Either. So, so um, you know, those are just some of the things that, you know, we're dealing with, you know, sharing the story, doing a true story um, about, you know, just his history. Um, we had discovered a document that in 1878, our great grandfather actually found a gold site. They wrote about it in the newspaper and said that it was, uh, it produced flattering results and they took over supervisory control over it. Now, I never knew there was a gold site. And they said that it was estimated at $65 a ton. What was pulled out wow. of there were over 100 extraction points put on the site. And yet, you know, this is our great grandfather. They, they know finding him in his blacksmith shop in Coloma crushing the quartz. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what it means back in 1878 when they said they took over a supervisory control mm -hmm. on the site, which is why the Burgesses don't have gold today. But we've got a liquid gold. We've got a liquid gold. There we go. <laughs> there we go. And Sir. what happened when you actually presented this information um, to persons within the state of California? So, you know, the, the state of California, the persons with state parks, there's obviously resistance um, because there's years and years of, of suppressing it. And really what this is, is this becomes the case, not just for the Burgess family, but for California and a number of other African-American families that were here. Mm -hmm. What we can prove with our documentation is that this was a strategy and a tactic that was used. Mm -hmm. We just can prove it because we have the documents. How many of those didn't have the documents? Right. right. So exactly. when you look at yeah. generational wealth that we talk about and why African-Americans, you know, are so much farther down below in that gap, when you look at legacy wealth, yes, we're doing well, NBA, NFL, right? Entertainment. That's just recent. They've made that wealth. But I'm talking about how you get to own a football team come from the gold rush wealth, right? Right? I mean, that's the reality of it. I mean, 1840. I'm looking, we should own a football team right now. In fact, we, in fact, I sent a message to the San Francisco 49ers and said, I can't think of a better beer to represent the San Francisco 49ers gold rush, considering the wrongs and injustices that were done to this man, our great, great grandfather. His gold was taken. Now we have a beer in his honor and name. And how many African-American men do you know of? that you can tie to the gold rush that was the blacksmith of the town during 1850. There's one. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. There you go. There right. you go. Oh, so with you all continuing within the research and just being a strong advocates for your legacy, um, what's going to happen? What do you see happening in the future with this? So, well, so um, really, in the future, Matt, did you want to, am I cutting you off? I'm sorry. I'm just excited about this. This fires me up. And like Matt said, I've done a tremendous amount of research on this project. So what I see happening in the future really is um, the state of California owns a nice chunk of the land. Mm -hmm. I mean, predominantly a lot of it. So futuristic, um, I envision a town that's inclusive where it's African-Americans. Everybody wants to come and you get barbecue, you get all the British Brothers products. We talk about the orchards that we, our family once owned. We restore the orchards and we do something nice for the school-aged children. And so we teach, hey, yes, there is a black man that owned three quarters of this town. Yeah. You know, and so what does that do? I mean, that is the inclusive history and narrative that we need to heal America. Yeah. Matthew, you had anything? 
No, I, I just, I mean, I always look at this and, and because I'm, I'm, I'm a foodie and I'm always researching um, those brands, you know, those, those household brands that we, we all know, we grew up on, um, like Heinz, the Heinz family. Well, Mr. Heinz, he, he, he was an immigrant that came here, right? And he built wealth because he was able to um, have and own farms. And during the time where they were doing, uh, when they were given homesteads, when they're giving away land, right? And so when you look at some of that history and you say, wow, the Heinz family, well, they're still eating off that ketchup that was made. And that was a recipe altering that was taken from someone else, but I'm not going to go into that. But when you start looking at some of these brands that have been around since our people have been enslaved, they've been around pre-civil rights. And it's nothing, it's great that we have these brands, but at the same time, we have other brands that were before them, right? That it started. And then you have some that are just coming into this food industry. And we're just saying, hey, let's kick down this barrier and open the doors for others. We have to open that doors because that's what it's all about. It is, it's paving the way. And again, this is something that's been, you know, it's, 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 been, it's been a part of our history. It's been a part of our past um, and it's a part of our present because we're moving forward. So Burgess is a legacy. <laughs> because of Love you it. all. It will continue to be that legacy. That's amazing. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's amazing. Um, I love to end sessions with encouraging words. There are viewers out there that want to start their own, or there are viewers out there that, you know, they're just kind of afraid, you know, at times. And you're peer pressure, all the, all the different factors. So what would you tell someone in your words and experiences of you know starting their own continuing on that legacy as within themselves to their children or what have you i mean the one i know <laughs> i mean ultimately it's something that you want to be remembered by right and so whenever you're regardless of how difficult it is just think about those that went before you and see the challenges that they faced yeah. and how much easier we do have it than they did. And if they could do it back then, we have to. We cannot stop. Yeah. So that's what I always like to tell people. Um, I, I know it's tough. I know it's difficult. But again, if you look at our ancestors and you see what they did and the difficulties that they went through and, and some of the obstacles that they came across, um, the door is opening. And you just got to keep pushing forward. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. <sighs> But you're building something. They don't call it generational wealth for no reason. And I'll just leave people with this parting comment. Um, you can't do it alone. Uh, you got to have help. You got to have help. And so uh, there are good people in this world of all races, all walks of life, regardless of what happened in the past, that are here to help, that truly want to see help, want to see people succeed. And, and I tell, you know, this strikes home because so many of us as African-Americans um, are Blacks. I mean, I, I was never born in Africa. I don't know who gave us that name, but um, long story short, so many of us Blacks feel like, you know, we've got to do it all Black. And I tell people that the Underground Railroad would have never, ever made it if there weren't some really good white allies, okay? And so that's okay because there's some really good white allies that want to see this right here. Yeah. in every grocery store, every household name. And so one of the things that Matthew and I are doing is, you know, 
looking back to help others that we can. And regardless of what position you're in, you hold a position sometimes to create an opportunity for somebody else. So um, there's so much that you can get from that. And there's joy really when you can do that, um, whether you're working for a, a government entity and, you know, there's a small business that's trying to get a contract and it's just that, you know, that first time to get the opportunity um, or, you know, you're, you're somewhere else, but just don't take for granted where you are to create that opportunity for somebody else that just needs, you know, not a, not a handout, but a hand up as Habitat for Humanity would say. You know, I don't want to hand out. I want to hand up. You know, so give me a hand. Give me help and hand up. I love it. I love it. Oh, y'all guys, those are awesome. Oh, thank you for sharing. And I wish you well in your business endeavors. And I also wish you well in reclaiming your time when it came when it comes down to your legacy, your family legacy. I wish listen, you all Michael. Grace. Listen, Michael. We will look you up. Um, I, I do plan next year. I've I already claimed it. There won't be a massive party in that town for the reclamation and actually the reparation. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm gonna find you, send you a trip out here, man. And uh, no, I, I'm for real, you know, send you on a trip on out here, you're gonna be part of the party. So oh, man. Um, now this, that's just, you know, my word on it, that's my word on it. We are doing that. Um, there will be a huge celebration um, in that town because we know what he owns. And there are members of the state of California that know what he owns too. Um, we, you know, Matt and I have done a, a really good job building a platform and having a speaking platform. Um, so senators have reached out. Um, there are a number of people. It's a matter of time, but I'm not waiting in that time. We are having a big party up there next year. Okay. Let's get over this COVID stuff and make it safe for everybody to get out. But uh, barbecue, everything, all the all the products, peach colors, you name it. You know, it's gonna be a good time. Mac and cheese. Hot links, chicken sausages. Look. I am there. <laughs> I am there. It's good. It's good. Oh, man. Thank you. The Finkley Experience is an education and consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. We assist parents and their students with the college process. We train school administrators, and we also partner with colleges and universities to assist with their first-generation population. To learn more about our consulting firm and to purchase our book and workbook, please visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Did you enjoy yourself? Did you? What did you learn? All right, leave comments below. Let's talk about it down there, okay? I'm telling you, Matthew, Jonathan, thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate you, and we wish you well in your endeavors. And y'all heard that you were going to fly me to California next year, right? Okay, y'all heard it. All right, so Jonathan, let's get to booking, bruh. I'm excited for it. Now, to receive a free packet of their cornbread mix, do two things, okay? Two things. First of all, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Michael Finkley Show, okay? And ring that bell for notification. And then also, to visit their website down below, all right? TheBurgessBrothers.com, okay? BurgessBrothers.com. Click on their website. And then also, too, um, you'll be able to purchase a free, how can you purchase something that's free? But <laughs> you can go to their website and get that free cornbread mix, okay? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it.
All right, let's do it. I get hungry for from just thinking about it. Uh, Ugh, can't wait for my packet to come in. Thank you again, Burgess Brothers, and wish you well in your endeavors. On the next Michael Finkley, Monday, we have Mr. Christopher Morgan. Christopher is a brother. We've been knowing each other for years on top of years, and um, he's here to talk with us about fatherhood and also his career and also his marriage to um, America's Kim Fields, you may know her as Tootie, you may know her as Regina, I'm sorry, let me get that right, Regina Hunter on Living Single, but he opens up to us about all of that, so please stay tuned for Monday's show. Again, if you have not, subscribe to our YouTube channel and ring that bell for notification. And then also, too, if you'd love to be a guest on The Michael Finkley Show, please email us at michaelatthefinkleyexperience.com. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you on Monday. All right? Have a good one.